for health, Matt Hancock in England has resigned. The news follows after CCTV images leaked by The Sun showed him kissing his aide, Gina Colangelo, in his departmental office. Colangelo has also resigned from her role within the Department of Health. The event is reportedly to have taken place on the 6th of May, just over a week before lockdown rules in England eased to allow close contact indoors for people from separate households. A spokesperson for the Departmental Health of Social Care said, This appointment was made in the usual way and followed correct procedure. In a letter written by Matt Hancock to the Prime Minister, it reads, I owe it to the people who have sacrificed so much in this pandemic to be honest when we have let them down. He apologised within his letter and reiterated the apology for breaking the guidance. In sporting news, Alan Wynne-Jones will not be travelling to South Africa with the British and Irish Lions after dislocating his shoulder during the warm-up game against Japan. Warren Gatlin's side will leave on Sunday and Jones will return to Wales with a replacement yet to be decided. Gatlin said the very best case scenario was that the four-time Lion would be fit for the first test against the Springboks on 24th of July. He added he's going to be gutted. I've spoken to the physios, they've spoken to Alan. He understands the very best scenario is he may get back for the tests. We need to call someone and get them COVID-19 tested and hopefully get them on the flight tomorrow. Contenders to replace Jones as captain are England's skipper Owen Farrell and Scotland's Stuart Hogg. 30 work placements are being offered for young people at Bluestone National Park Resort. This is offered for 16 to 24 year olds as a kickstart provider by the Department of Work and Pension. The programme will be run as part of Bluestones Academy which had been launched at the beginning of April. The placements will be spread over three cohorts who will train and work in various departments. For the first intake it will include the Wells Spa Resort, food and beverage, facilities and leisure. The new scheme is to help transform the perception of the industry to enthuse young people to pursue a career in tourism and hospitality, to produce a passionate, highly skilled and experienced workforce. Local beaches of Pembrokeshire, Amroth and Boardwalk Broadhaven are among the Environment Project's awarded grants. This has been awarded for the first round of funding from the Force of Nature mini-grant scheme run by the Pembrokeshire Coast National Park Trust. The scheme was launched earlier this year to support local projects that either support biodiversity, deliver on conservation, a focus on climate change or provide education. Yuskalmine Clochog were also awarded a mini-grant to adapt areas around the school grounds and a public sports facility to attract and sustain wildlife and encourage mental well-being through better connections with nature. I'm Lucy Tudor, and that was the latest news for Pembrokeshire. Pure West Radio.
think Ben's frozen. Yeah. <laughs> this is a this is an own goal to start the show. Yeah, well, let's get going. Look, shall I say hello, everyone? Welcome to uh, Monday evening on Pure West Radio. We have Mr. Ben Stone frozen at the moment, which some would say is the best thing that could happen to him, but not me, not the other two that are here waiting for to come as well. On the top, you've got still with a hat. If I'd been in such a hurry tonight, Gordon Thomas, I was going to wear a hat. Okay, mate. Yeah, but I got I just forgot all about it. So we got Fraser. Fraser, are you okay? You looking forward to a bit of football and cricket this week? You've got to be. Yes, I am, Bill. A bit disappointed like everyone else in Wales after the weekend, but uh, show goes on, doesn't it? And a, and a lot to go on this week and, and a busy week locally. Of cricket certainly coming up. But you know, when you look at the cricket, you think what well, it's like a wave. You you finish one sort of series of matches and the next ones. This week two important Dougie Morris. Gordon Thomas. I got a lovely picture of you taking a photograph on the race course on Saturday, but I have to say you need to tuck your tummy in just a little bit. <laughs> I know, Phil. It's put on a few pounds <laughs> over the last few weeks, mate. Uh, but there we are, not to worry. But we've got a cracking show. We're going to be joined tonight, I think, by Steve Lewis, who's known as Clue in uh, Lorraine in honour of his father, who was called the same. I used to play cricket with him on the lamppost on the green in Pembroke when I was a nipper. So tonight we've got Steve there, and he's uh, been part of Lorraine's epic performances over the weekend, Freeze. Yeah, very much so. You know, serious title contenders now, aren't they? Um, big two wins out of two on the weekend. Obviously, that rearranged game was really the one that stand out, because to pull out that run chase against Criselli and then to do similar the next day, you know, took a lot of intensity and a lot of durability, really. And, of course, they've got a Dougie Morris semi-final coming up this weekend. And it's a big season for them, Bill, because they've had almost a golden period, Lerny, haven't they? But they haven't actually won a trophy to cement it. You know, back-to-back Harris Nallon finals, that Dougie mm. Morris final as well, lost that to Nayland, come close in the league. And, and this is a season where potential has to turn into a trophy, I think. Yeah, and they now only after 38 points on the weekend, two 19s, mm. they're now only two points behind Nayland. So, Sean Hannan and the boys got to watch out. God, you watched a fair bit of cricket on the weekends. Now you take lovely photographs or our website, premeritiesport.co.uk. You were enjoying your cricket as well. Well, look who's here. Is he frozen still? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think I've I, I just checked my uh, my internet router across the lounge, so hopefully it will stick up. So let's keep fingers crossed. And, and Bill Fraser and Gordon, you can just uh, jump in if it goes again. Well, can I just say, Gordon and Fraser said you're better off frozen, but I didn't say that, right? <laughs> I said bring back the stone man. We all look good frozen, no doubt about that. Well, listen, full start, but good evening, guys. Welcome to uh, Pure West Sport on a Monday evening with G&G Builders. Uh, thank you for, for filling in there with, with the rocky start. Uh, where shall we start? Shall we Shall we look back on what happened we to Wales? We've, we've just done the cricket then. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't know where you're going now. You've lost our trail of thought, mate. We were avoiding yeah. that topic until you rocked well, up. Yeah, I, I we, think, we've I avoided think... it. I was just going to answer Bill's question regarding uh, Lorraine, how well they've been doing this season. So yeah. I think I'll continue with that, if that's do, okay with do, you. Do that. Yeah, they've had then, a, a great weekend, as uh, Fraser just pointed out. And uh, Curtis Marsh has been in fine form with the bat. I think it was 101 not out on the Saturday, or was it 90 not out? And then Kero the following day, he had uh, runs aplenty. 
and he wasn't out throughout the weekend so he's showing great potential and also Nayland uh, uh, under pressure from the Lorraine, to be fair, and uh, I think um, they got beaten by him in the Dougie Morris. So perhaps uh, the fairy tale of winning the league and possibly going on to win uh, honours this season could be in Lorraine's favour. That'll upset Nayland. I love doing that. <laughs> right, come on in, Ben. Get us going on the football. Just don't be gloating. If there's any sign of gloating, you're frozen. You're out. No, absolutely no gloating from me, not on the eve of England-Germany, let, let me tell yeah. you that. Last week, Fraser proudly wore his Wales top. I thought he might have it on again uh, this evening. Fraser, go on, what, what did you make of it on Saturday? I mean, I think Wales have had a lot of plaudits for the, the way they played at the Euros, no doubt about it. Uh, Saturday was disappointing though, wasn't it? A lot of plaudits, Ben, but it doesn't just, you know escape from the fact that they underperformed when it really mattered on Saturday I think it was actually the first time they'd be behind and under serious pressure I mean they went a goal down against Switzerland that didn't really change the format of the game they were 1-0 down against Italy but with the whole overall group situation that was a scoreline which didn't really affect them too much Saturday was the first time we had to respond to almost waves against us right to the whole momentum of the games with Denmark they shifted things very early and we didn't seem to have any answer if I'm honest with you I think tactically we were exposed and, and I was disappointed with the manner of which we went out late on I thought players lost their heads you know you can argue whether or not it was a red card for Harry Wilson it was a stupid tackle it was a defeatist tackle he went in with, with, with no intention to win the ball you know and it was almost a give up type moment and, and look you know there's been a lot of talk about outside factors affecting Wales you're in a major tournament you know you've got to put them to one side you have to perform when it matters we didn't on Saturday and it was a deserved defeat and Gordon obviously the sending off came quite late on but I think Fraser makes a fair point it wasn't a great way to go out in the end but for for Rob Page and and the young Wales side I still think they'll take something from this tournament and and hope to move forward with it yeah there's a lot of positives in all the performances despite uh, Saturday's uh, defeat uh, you know but let's let's put things into context Uh, it took Wales 50 odd years to reach a European or World Cup uh, stage again well they reached Europe was it 2016 got to the semi-finals they probably punched above their weight with Chris Coleman if we're honest uh, we've managed to uh, keep the momentum going and qualify for this tournament and to get through to the last 16 I think that's a brilliant achievement for Wales and there's a host of youngsters coming through they can only benefit from the experience of this tournament and I'm just thinking about the positives for uh, Robert Page and his boys and I'm hoping uh, that Gareth Bale will hang around a little bit longer but that will be a decision uh, he'll make his own decision on that Actually, Gordon, you bring Gareth Bale up, so just just carry on with that point, and, and Bill as well come come in too. Um, Bale got interviewed after the game, and he didn't conclude the interview, did he? He he said he didn't want to talk about his future. What what did we make of that reaction? Well, I think we got the World Cup qualifiers to to get through. I hope he stays for that because he is a leader. You can see that on the pitch. Uh, a lot of players, the younger ones, have a lot of respect for Gareth Bale. So I think Wales at this moment in time, having just said what I've said, they've done well to do what they have done they need Gareth Bale there for the World Cup qualifiers and I hope he will do that he's only at 32 at the end of the day there's a few more seasons in him yet 
Yeah, I, I got to say, you know, it's no secret that I'm not Gareth Bale's greatest fan. I think he was a very fine player in his younger days. I watched him play for Tottenham this year. He was hot, he was cold. He's earning 600 grand a week, which isn't bad. And I was going to ask you boys, because you know, why did he walk out of an interview mm. for what was a genuine question? I think to me, that sums up the thought processes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, let, let me. That's, I think Bill makes an interesting point yeah, there because does. Rob Page actually said afterwards, uh, he, he said he could understand why Gareth Bale reacted like that. I, I found it quite a, a strange reaction. Fraser, you know, you, you're all journalists. You've, you've all asked questions to players after the game. And I think the reporter was quite entitled to ask. Yeah, he couldn't, was. Couldn't agree more. I thought it was a very poor reaction from Bale, especially as captain. You know, he he's, was manifesting himself as leader of this Wales siding before he took the armband. And he has to front up with the media and it's part of that to do that afterwards you know if he didn't want to answer the question in depth he didn't have to you know you simply have to say I don't want to speak about that in, in the wake of a defeat or, or quite frankly I haven't made any decisions on my future you know and, and I was disappointed in Bale in this tournament actually he was um, he was very good at parts against Turkey but you talk about the world's great players which, which he has been over this past decade certainly for much of it and they need to come to the fore in big moments. And you look at the penalty mm. against Turkey, the late chance against Italy, and the, the actual mm. Wales' best chance on Saturday when 2-0 down against Denmark, you know, which would have given them a lifeline. And, and, and that's where you need your likes of Gareth Bale to step up. And, and that suggested to me he was a little off-colour that, that he didn't when mm. it mattered. What I would say then, um, Gordon, are, are Wales in a position where now they, they should look to move forward without Gareth Bale? Because it, it seems a ridiculous question to ask because he is still a world-class footballer, is he not? Well, I've practically answered that with the previous conversation mm. we had. Um, yeah. it, it's up to Gareth Bale at the end of the day. If he wants to continue, continue. If he doesn't, then draw a line under it and Wales will move on. Uh, I'm, I, I would like to see him there through his experience alone, that's, but that's just me being selfish, mm. to be honest with you. But if mm. Gareth Bale isn't in form and doesn't want to continue, that's fine. Wales will carry on and there'll be, you know, some somebody else will come to the fore. We've got Aaron Ramsey, Joe Allen with heaps of uh, you know experience as well they they can lead the side on you've got to have your experienced player with a blend of uh, kids coming through who are learning their trade yeah I, I agree with gordon in the sense that i would like to see him playing if he's totally committed and he's giving everything that he's got gordon mentioned my two favorite players there ramsey and joe allen ben davis would be the other one as an experienced guy mm. but you look at joe allen i've talked to his dad last week when he was saying joe isn't 100 fit there's no secret mm. in that mm. but by god is he giving 100 mm. percent I knew he said something stupid then, like 110%. Thing. <laughs> but, it, you know, they're 100% as, and I think Gordon's right. If he's going to play, play your heart out for Wales and and then do whatever you want to do with your, your other footballing life because that's still in, in the balance because we could do with him. He's still, on his day, he's world class. Some days I get the impression he's just there and couldn't care less. Yeah. Mm. It's great debate and it's great to hear the reaction. I just want to carry this on just for a few moments because a few more questions I just wanted to ask on on, on Wales from the weekend. The, the one is the is the managerial situation. Obviously, there's a legal case going on um, with Ryan Giggs, so we, we can't really focus on that. But I think Rob Page has conducted himself really well through this tournament, um, and, and and I've been impressed when I've heard heard him speak. And um, we, we are going to get to the point. I think mm. whatever happens with the legal case, I think it's going to be difficult for Ryan Giggs to come back into that job would you be happy with Page staying in Fraser I think it's inconceivable Ryan Giggs will come back on and I think they will continue with Robert Page um, 
I can see why he seems a safe pair of hands. He's a very dignified individual. He's organised. You know, he's had Wales very rigidly set up. But I was concerned. I will be honest. Having watched Saturday and looking at his inability really to to change the force of it once Denmark got on top, and that does leave me with concerns moving forward. I think so far he's got away with with being very compact, being very tight, and Wales have eked out results. And of course, it is all about results. But you. You do need sometimes a plan B, whether it be club or international football, and I think there are question marks over that now. I think they will give him the job, but I think the most important thing for Wales moving forward now is you need your key players playing. You know, and you go through that lineup of Wales's best players in this European Championships. Danny Ward barely had a game for Leicester in the last few years, yeah. let alone this season. Mm. You look at Aaron Ramsey, maybe partly Great that with injury. You know, key player for Wales, barely playing for Juventus. Daniel James, you know, much of the scene on the bench at Manchester United. Ethan Ampadu, there's doubts over his future as he's going back to Chelsea mm. and what have you. You know, a lot of key young players, Nico Williams, another one, aren't first team regulars at their clubs. You know, we're not always talking about premiership level, some championship mm. as well. So I think the key for Wales, as well as the managerial appointment, is now get, having their best players playing regularly for their clubs. Mm, that, that's going to be important. There's no no doubt about that. Gordon, what, what did you make of Page at this tournament? Uh, he's had a good tournament, to be honest. It's, it's difficult, to, you know, to criticise him over one performance. Yes, it was a key game. Um, players have to take responsibility on the pitch. I get a little bit fed of, uh, yeah. of uh, you know, us saying this Page haven't got his tactics right or whatever. The players have spoken about it they've had their preparation it's up to them to do the business on the pitch page can't do it for them so they have to take responsibility i i i believe page is good enough to do the job because he's proved it he got him through to the, and he got through a difficult mm. stage because of the ryan Giggs uh, uh, position so he got thrown in at the deep end he's handled himself brilliantly in my opinion and wales have qualified and got through to the last 16. we can't ask for a lot more at this moment in time it's going to take you know a few more seasons for wales to get going again but as fraser pointed out it's important that these key players do play every week for yeah. their teams especially more so in the premiership and championship but more so in the premiership if we can get a few more boys playing at that level and then playing international football it's not mm. such a big step up for them no but how do you do that Bill. it's easy to say they should i thought the boy warding goal has been almost as good as any keeper yeah. i've seen in the competition yeah but how do you how it, it, do it you is difficult it? bill because michael so is there does play in leicester for, yeah in leicester you know they've got a, a world-class goalie there casper's casper the michael yeah, yeah. The, the ideal world is that they would all be playing in a premiership or in a yeah. very good championship side it's always going to be wales's lot mm. that because we haven't got a national league, yeah. uh, the, the, the players can play in and, and play there. Yeah. We're always yeah. going to have a bit of trouble with that. We've always had that. They're good players, they will. Yeah, of course, yeah. 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 <laughs> Mm. No, we haven't mentioned yeah. your old mate Ben, have we? Joe Rodon, arguably the outstanding player for Wales in this tournament. You know, and, yeah. and I hope that is now the springboard for him to go on and be a regular at Tottenham. Yeah. Okay, listen, I think that's a great comment from the three of you, and it's good to look back on on what went well for Wales and, and what went wrong as well. And and I think you all make a fair point that I think you, we've got to judge on where Wales have come from as well. Exactly. Qualifying in, in 2016 was excellent. Yeah. Done it again this time around with difficult circumstances. So that has all got to be considered. Um, listen, we will talk about England, Germany. You'll have to you'll have to humour me a little bit. We'll, we'll do that before nine, shortly. I um, thought you were never going to talk about it. Come on, come on, Jim. I'm sorry, not Jimmy England. I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Oh, sorry, my, my internet connection's gone straight yeah. to Jimmy. I missed that. 
Um, we'll, we will do that in a sec. We'll also get some news from Haverford West County. And if the Lions are going to win in South Africa, they're going to have to do it without Alan Wynn, which is uh, incredibly sad news. We'll reflect on that in a few moments' time as well. Uh, give us your comments on what you made of Wales at the Euros. We'll read some of those out before we're finished at nine. And we're going to be uh, talking more uh, Lorraine cricket news as well with Lorraine Steve Lewis joining us on the show. That's all to come on Pure West Sport for Monday evening. Uh, we are here, of course, with G&G Builders. The power of radio. Bad weather. At the racetrack. In the shower. Oh, sorry. All things that never actually happened. While listening, you pictured them all, didn't you? You see, radio uses the theatre of the mind. It has a one-to-one connection with every person listening. So, if you want to get your business message across, then there is really no more intimate, creative or cost-effective way than using radio. So to find out more about advertising on Pure West Radio, email studio at purewestradio.com. And we won't send our fire-breathing, water-boiling, toaster-popping crowd over to see you. Yeah, and once again, that's not real. Radio advertising. Try it today. Are you an unpaid carer looking after a loved one? There are thousands across Wales. Many feeling unsupported and alone, now more than ever. Carers Wales is here for you, with expert advice, useful information, support and much, much more. And it's all free. Find out more at carerswales.org. That's carerswales.org. Carers Wales, here for you and all unpaid carers. <laughs> Loch Farm Ice Cream. Handmade delicious ice cream using the milk of their 350 free-range cows right here from their Pembrokeshire family farm. Come and try the extensive range of flavours which include traditional, banana, blackberry, chocolate, coffee, ginger, lemon, Pembrokeshire honey, Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio, strawberry and many more at their newly opened shop on the riverside, Haverford West. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Loch Myler Farm Ice Cream. Pure West Hello, it's me, your ex. I called to say I'm sorry, but I wish you the best. And I don't hold no grudge, just promise this ain't a test We okay, we okay And thanks to you, I'm wearing 
Well, it's Pure West Radio. It's Monday evening and it's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Good to have your company. We'll get to some of your thoughts on Wales exiting the Euros before nine. And we'll get some news from Pembrokeshire cricket as well uh, with Steve Lewis of Lorenny joining us before the end of the show. Uh, but let's carry on the, the football theme, shall we, um, right now. And first of all, some news from Haverford West County. Fraser, are you going to give us a bit of a summary on, on what's happened in the last week or so? Yeah, it was an interesting week down there, wasn't it? First, the announcement that, that Gary Richards coming in as, as assistant manager. He's obviously vastly experienced, worked abroad, worked at Swansea City as well, and, and that should be a big boost for them to have him alongside Wayne Jones. But tempered by the news, if I'm honest, that Steve Batty is leaving the academy, and, and quite sad to see that it's quite acrimonious circumstances that he did go as well. He, he obviously did release that statement on social media quite publicly. Um, he wasn't happy with himself, said it wasn't happy himself at the decision, you know spoke with his heart and said a lot of things and I think it's bad news I think he's done a great job there for a decade and beyond you, you know there's very few young footballers in Pembroke who have a bad word to say about him you look at this current first team crop Jack Wilson arguably half West player of the season last year Ben Fawcett Ricky Watts these are boys he brought through you know I'm, I'm sad to see Steve go and, and I wish him well in whatever he does next and, and I genuinely think he's a big blow for the club's youth system yeah, OK. And, and Bill and Gordon, I know you, you, you'd come in on that as well and echo those words from Fraser. Bill, wouldn't you? Uh, yes, I would. I think Steve Banty's been a, a really, really uh, good guy for the club. Players got immense respect for him. I've been lucky enough to go to their presentation evenings for years and the kids worship him. It's a pity because they've lost him and uh, Kelly Phillips and Harry Thomas, who were also fundamentally part of that. And I... I we don't know the background story in full. We're not going to know that. But I suspect Steve Batty will end up going to Carmarthen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, Fraser, might know more about that than I do. But he, hes I, I'm sad that he's gone because I think he's a sort of Harvard West uh, county boy through and through. Yeah, uh, Gordon. I think his testimony as well as as Bill and Fraser have both said there. The, the players that have come through under his watch, and and that's so important, isn't it, for for Haverford West County? They continue to generate players. It's it's big for their future. Of course, it is. Uh, it's the continuity that we speak about, you know. And Steve Batty had that rapport with all the youngsters in Pembrokeshire, having managed Herbrinston for many mm-hmm. seasons. Uh, I remember talking to him as a young journalist. Well, not so young, but uh, he he. Often said that he wanted to have a go at Harvard West and take on the youngsters, and when he did, he made a complete success. When poor old Derek Roberts had passed away, who was another diamond at Harvard West mm. County, yeah, it's yeah. just you know the local knowledge he has, and uh, obviously he has a good rapport with uh, all the clubs in Pembrokeshire, and they trust Steve. Now that trust has gone. Uh, it's a shame. Mark Muris is going to come in. I wish him all the best for the job, but I. I just feel you know the club does want to move on there's going to be a lot more difficult decisions made as the season goes along because I know the chairman Rob Edwards is you know craving for success and uh, some of the players he's brought in this is probably part of the steps of development it's gonna upset a few people but in the best interests of uh, Halford West County I think they're trying to move the club mm. to a more professional level but I am really saddened to see that Steve Batty has left uh, you know the, the club because I felt he was part of uh, you know the moving on process because mm. he'd done such a great job over 10 years and mm. I wish him all success if yeah, he does and, go and, to Kamar then, then he, yeah. he'll do a great job there 
and the three of you have all got vast experience of covering Haverford West County and it's great that you're able to, to all, all pay that tribute to someone who's been at the club uh, for some time, no doubt about it. And just, just to pick up on something else Fraser mentioned there as well, um, Gary Richards coming in as Wayne Jones number two um, Fraser, he has got some interesting experience. Mm. He was um, assistant to, to Cameron Toshak um, right. in the Cypriot League, wasn't he, at, at Paphos, right, yeah. um, and was actually well regarded in Swansea City themselves have got a very good coaching setup. So he, he'll, he'll be a useful addition working alongside Wayne. Actually, uh, followed Cameron Toshak out of Swansea under 23s to um, mm. Cyprus, actually. He was, he was there originally. Yeah, of course, you will. And you talk about maybe that link to local youngsters that's so important. He, he is someone who has worked with young talent in West Wales and, and Halford West at the moment. They never have been. And, and shy to bring in players from further afield and they have been following that vein this summer and so that could be a very useful link but not just that obviously is his coaching experience as well so it could be a good you know tremendous addition for the club that yeah listen we're, we are proud supporters at pure west aren't we of, of Haverford west county and we're heading into july now so bill it won't be too long until we're, we're back down on the bridge meadow watching games on a saturday which is crazy i, I actually I was, I was looking in the first hour at the the cricket tables and it only feels like the cricket season's just started but we're 10 games into that now uh, the cricket season is exactly halfway through, really. Um, and Hamford West County have their first training session tonight down at the Bridge Meadow. So I was hoping to talk to Wayne, but I just missed him. He'd started his training session. But I will speak to him later on. He's going to give me a ring back. So, all right, it'll be a bit, a bit uh, dated. But next week, we'll know exactly the ones who've come in that they will tell us about. They're not going to tell us everything because there's still negotiations. Something I found interesting, Ben, was when Wayne was on last time, he was telling us how a number of the players now have agents, like the top, you know, like yes. the worst team, like Gareth Bale. And he said it's murder because those people are pushing all the time. You know, like Jack Wilson's got a, a an agent, I suspect. And, you know, that agent will want to see Jack playing up the line. So he's going to ask for more money, and then there's going to be demands. And once we got agents in, it, God help us. Well, listen. I think Wayne has always been brilliant when we've had him on. But Fraser, I saw you shaking your head there as, as Bill was saying that it, it does. It does make life difficult, doesn't it, for, for managers at all levels? And I, I imagine someone like Wayne, he's always so honest when he comes on. Uh, something that's just developed in the time he's been in the game. Yeah, and I don't think he um, hit on here, aren't we? We're not talking the top level of the game. I think that that's what that for me. But um, there is also a rumor emerged today. I'll leave Bill tackle Wayne on this one later. That an interesting development there in the keeper situation. But um, I, I let I let. Bill They'll put that one to Wayne later and report back. Oh. <laughs> well, we, we've given Wayne a few weeks off being on the show, so yeah, we're, we're, I'm looking forward to Bill catching up with yeah. him, and I'm sure he'll I come mean, back I, on. I was asked by someone who supports him this week because he'd heard a rumour that Jack Wilson was up for one second, but. Goni World, as the world say, Ben, wait and see. <laughs> and the world will have gone completely mad when the three of you get agents and we have to deal with them at Pure West Radio. I think Bill can't be too far off. More agent, I think, Bill. No, I need a carer, not an agent. <laughs> <laughs> I got one in, he's gone. <laughs> Listen, let, let's great. And we'll have loads more from Haverford West County. I think we, we, we should we should move on to talk about the, the Lions. And I think anyone who's a sports fan would just have been absolutely devastated by what happened to Alan Wynn at the weekend um gordon maybe you could kick us off on this but he, he dislocated his shoulder during the the game against japan he's out of the tour and you know just a few weeks ago and we, we've always said on this show what a leader alan Wynn jones is it, it's awful that this has happened to him 
Yeah, it's awful, but it's part and parcel of the game. We all know that injuries come along at the wrong time or the right time for somebody to break in. Uh, and also, Justin Tipperick is gone as well, I believe, as well, Ben. Yes. So there's two of them. But Gatlin's brought in... Um, uh, God, who Adam, Adam Beard and Josh Navidi. Yeah, well, Kunda. Josh Navidi is a very physical back row player, so he's suited to uh, the South Africa style of rugby that they're going to encounter out there. So, and I, I think he, I believe that he's named Connor Murray the scrum half as mm -hmm. uh, the new test captain, the tour captain. That's an interesting choice. Uh, Connor mm. is very experienced. He's been on the Lions tour before. Um, he is, I, I didn't see him as much of a leader, but he is a good link between the forwards and backs. And uh, being an Irishman, he'll definitely know how to talk uh, and, and drink plenty of Guinness. So uh, it, they'll be in good company with Connor Murray. It'll be tough out there. Whether these tests go ahead, I hear the COVID situation is pretty bad still out there. Uh, we'll just have to take it one week at a time and see what happens. But uh, I'm hoping that the Lions do actually get out there and get on with the rugby. Let's let's pick apart. Gordon has, has made so many points there. Let, let's pick a few of them apart. Bill, start with Alan Wynn for us because well, I, I think it's awful that he's going to miss it. I feel so sorry for him. I feel immensely sorry for him, as sorry as I've felt for a sportsman for a long time. Yeah. I mean, just a little story. I'd been asked, there were plans to bring Alan Wynn after the Lions tour, to bring him to the Torch Theatre for an evening with. And I was conscripted to do the MC's job for that. Great. Can you imagine him coming now? And the yeah. first question would be, how do you feel about not going on the Lions? It'd be, it'd it'd be a quick day. evening, though, Billy. You know, by <laughs> ten past seven. <laughs> Bang him on the back, Bill. Whatever you do. <laughs> the scary, the scary thing is, the three of the South Africans have gone down with COVID over yes. the Gauteng, the province where a lot of the games are held, is apparently the worst mm. place in South Africa at the moment. They've flown out yesterday, Ben, and there's still no certainty that these games are going to go on. It's no. a, it's a yeah. fragile situation. Well, they're hoping Let's... that Ireland will, will be fit enough by the time they make a decision. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that he won't be out of the squad completely. He, he'll have a call up. Let's let's talk about the COVID situation in just a sec out there. Fraser, the, the big question, and, and Bill and Gordon come back as well on this. Um, is that the end now for Alan Wynn at international level? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think he want to go out that way. I mean, I, you know, testament to him that he was only on this tour this, in the first place four years ago in New Zealand. I would have been certain that was his last tour. Even two years ago after the World Cup, I wouldn't have thought he'd make it to this Lions tour. I think he will. He will try and come back from this. I think he looked about at the next World Cup physically before Saturday. Anyway, he, he seemed to be holding up fine. Um, so no, I, I'd be very surprised if he called it quits there. As for the COVID situation, look, the test will go ahead. You know, South Africa are desperate financially. The South African Rugby Union they'll they'll jump through hoops if they have to to stage these things, even if they're behind closed doors. Uh, and the Lions as well will, will need the revenue as well. I, I I don't believe they'll be called off, whether that's right or wrong. It could be a very strange situation. I mean, you know, everyone's talking about the touring thing for the Lions and, and the rules they'll have to stick to and how difficult it could be with the COVID bubbles and so on. Mm. Let's think about South Africa. They haven't played for a couple of years. They've been able to yeah. call off their first week of training because of COVID cases. I think they may go in and train once or twice before a warm-up game against Georgia. You know, So it's going to be every bit as difficult for them as it is for the British Lions as well. So I, I have no doubt the test will go ahead. Um, and 
do I think do I end for Alan Wynne Jones no no uh, as a lion obviously yes but not in a whale shoot so Fred, Gordon you, you were quick to say no as well on that do, do you think uh, that had he not picked up this injury had he gone out captain the lions and they'd won in South Africa that might have been when he called it quits but because of what's happened it probably makes it likely he'll turn out for Wales again now definitely I mean ironically Ben we were talking about this in the autumn series if you remember Alan mm. Wynne had a knock on his knee and he, he missed a few games but he did come back and we were sort of uh, saying he probably won't even uh, make the Lions squad let alone the Welsh squad and lo and behold Wales went and won the championship he gets picked for the, the captain of the Lions for his mm. third Lions and then he plays against Japan on Saturday and bang eight minutes you know he's dislocated his shoulder it's, he won't want to finish that way Definitely. So I would say he'll definitely be ready to pl to play for Wales in the Six Nations. That's where he'll be gearing to to finish his career. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's see how that goes. And Bill, let, let's also say good luck to uh, someone else who's going to be representing uh, Team GB at the Olympics. Of course, Pembroke's uh, Jasmine Joyce in in the in the rugby sevens. She's just exceptional player. What do you think? She's the only one from Wales. She was the last time. Uh, it, it's a debate over whether she's quicker than Fraser was on the win. <laughs> That's an interesting shout. Yeah. Well, they're both they're both St David's uh, legends. Uh, I think Jazz would be a lot quicker, but Fraser lives in that bubble and he thinks he can still outrun her. But it, Fraser would say the whole of St David's. Fraser, it's not a cliche. Is very proud of what yeah. she's done because yeah. it is amazing. She's a young girl from a small city, let's call it that. But you know, to get where she is has been monumental. You'd say that, reason? Oh, I agree, hundred percent. And now a back-to-back -back yeah. Olympian, you know, which is just something in itself. And be interesting for her this time. So it's a completely different psyche. I think Bill and Gordon remember the uh, the, the Ferrari last time, and already yeah. blew up around her the media frenzy. And 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 then she was very much a bolt from the blue, almost a rising star. She'll go there this time, five years later, cemented as one of Great Britain's top sevens players you know and, and 15 mm. aside as well that, yeah. and she won't be that she won't be unknown anymore so in some ways it'll be a lot easier I think for it to handle this time around and, and yeah look forward to seeing how she gets on again yeah, yeah. No, I have to say I love the Rugby Sevens in, in Rio, so I, I think we'll, we'll be watching that and following Team GB with great interest. And we're going to talk cricket to finish the show in just a few moments. The other person we should just give a, a mention to as well, Gordon, someone else we've had on this show um, previously, Anghara James, um, was, was in action for North Carolina a few days ago. Uh, she got a good report as well, um, winning on her debut. Uh, head coach Paul Riley saying she's got a great range of passing and a great engine, plays intelligently with the ball and was one of the highlights of the night. So, someone else from Pembrokeshire on on the world stage. It's fantastic, isn't it? That we're talking about people from Pembrokeshire who are playing on the world stage now, Ben, and that's fantastic. I can remember your dad Clive playing on the Pembrokeshire stage, nowhere near the world stage, and the only stage he ever got to was at the bar. <laughs> but uh, his daughter, to be to be fair, <laughs> was fantastic. She's a brilliant. <laughs> Stop laughing now. <laughs> it was a brilliant player. Gordon's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I noticed it was a, a 1 a.m. kickoff the other night. I doubt Clive was in work the next morning, that's for sure. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's good to well, see. He stayed up late. Yeah. I bumped into him in, in Narva's last week watching Narva's first training session. And I tell you what, God, he's looking pretty fit. He's lost a shed for the week. <laughs> 
So he might be looking out for you, mate. He, 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 could, he, he can look out as much as he likes, but he won't catch me, mate. <laughs> he's always be too slow. <laughs> he won't catch Fraser when he's ra- when oh. Fraser's racing Jasmine Joyce either, I don't think. Neither of us will catch it either, mate. One of my funniest moments watching was watching Narvis warm up before a game where it had snowed, but the snow had been cleared off and all the snow was behind the dead ball line near the clubhouse, boys. Yeah. And Clive and Kenny Davis were the coaches and they were standing there pontificating and someone tried to kick a goal at practice, which missed, and they both went to catch the ball and they both caught their feet on the ice (laughs) and you've never seen such a... It was like watching two giant penguins collide. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, Clay's all right. He's a good boy. Oh, good stuff. So listen, well done, Ang Harrod, and good luck to Jasmine as well. Uh, once the Olympics get going, not far away, uh, we will turn our attention to cricket. Uh, we'll look at a good weekend for Lorraine and also some of the, the latest news in the Pembrokeshire Cricket League to come in just a few moments' time uh, as we bring you the final part of Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Wherever you're driving to this summer... How long do we get there? You need the perfect in-car soundtrack. Are we there yet? So take all your favourite digital radio stations and podcasts with you on the road and don't miss a thing this summer. It's easy to connect your smartphone to your car stereo via Bluetooth or aux in to listen on your favourite station app or radio app. Find out more at getdigitalradio.com. <laughs> Love radio. Go digital. <laughs> Witness the evil power of Bedhead. No! My hair! Won't anyone help me? Stop right there, Bedhead! Your reign of hair meddling terror is over! Freestyle, my old nemesis. You can't stop me, boyo! Guess again! Eat laser! No! I'll get you next time, Freestyle! Oh, thank you! No problem! When it comes to Bedhead, you just gotta freestyle! For wicked trims, call Freestyle Barbers, Portfield Haverford West on 07827445589. It was hot, so we went out on an inflatable. One minute we could see our friends on the beach, and the next we were drifting out to sea. Then Sophie started to panic. But you didn't. You dial 999 and ask for the Coast Guard. Coast Guard. And we just want to say, whoever you are, thank you. In an emergency at the coast, call 999 and ask for the Coast Guard. Pure West If tomorrow is judgment And I'm standing on the front line And the Lord asked me what I did with my life I will say I spent it with you If I wake up in World War III I see destruction and poverty And I feel like I want to go home It's okay If you're coming with me
Whitney Houston on Pure West Radio. Monday evening, Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Uh, just the, the two games that have been going on today in the Euros. Uh, Spain 5, Croatia 3. Gordon, mm-hmm. Bill, did you see any of that? Actually, no, I'm too busy. Actually, yeah, I, actually watched, I did. I watched the highlights. Oh, what a game that it, was. It was a cracking game. And Morata had a cracking goal in uh, the extra time period. Left foot volleyed, roof of the net. And how about this at half-time? France nil, Switzerland won. Mm. Uh, so yes. France, the tournament favourites are behind the... Are you a Swiss fan, Bill? No, I just don't want to... I nearly steal... You, you make me say things wrong. I nearly mentioned an amphibian then instead of France. <laughs> Frog. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, let's <laughs> let's talk cricket, shall we, uh, Fraser, with our next guest because Lorenny have had quite a good weekend. Oh yeah, the, the clubs had a very good weekend. But don't know about this guy with the bat. But you know, it's the results that matter, isn't it, Steve? You've been around long enough to know that. But no, Cresselli really propelled. I'm uh, sorry, Lorenny really propelled himself into the title race with back-to-back wins against Cresselli, and then a rearranged game on Sunday against Carew, and two very good chases as well. And and it's an intense time for them because Thursday, Steve, obviously you've got Dougie Morris semi-final coming up against Langham as well. So tell us more, so firstly about the feel in the camp at the moment. I imagine it's very positive on the back of this weekend, especially. Uh, yeah. I think the whole the club as a whole, uh, you know, the first obviously had two really good wins. The second's also had a really good win, so yeah. they're feeling 
with a really young side, so that's really positive for the club for the future as well. So um, we're all just pretty relaxed, really. We don't really tend to get too, I shouldn't say serious about it, because we're on the field, obviously everyone wants to win, but um, it's just all pretty relaxed. We just tend to take each game as it comes. It's the old cliche, but that's what we do, really. And um, we, we don't really tend to get too hepped up about things. We just, you know, almost try and turn up and do our best and, and win, you we, know? We touched on this earlier, Steve, obviously. I mean, we're all watching the Euros at the moment, so we're sick of the term golden generation, but obviously this is this is a very good period for Lorraine at the moment. You've had back-to-back Harris Allen finals, you did Dougie Morris final. It's probably the second or third consecutive season when there's been Division One cricket that you're up there in the title race. But there has been no silverware at the club since, since that famous Harris Allen win over Cresselli 2001, a game you played in. Do you feel that a trophy or a title is needed now to cement the progress that you've really made under Joe Kidney these last few years? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a difficult one. It, it probably is now time that we try and win something. Um, you know, as I've mentioned about the youngsters, it's, it's for them when they come through as well to know that we're not just a club that sort of, you know, tries our best and gets very close, that we actually do go on and win something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got some seriously talented cricketers and it probably is um, about time that, you know, we brought something home. Not, you know, we, we try, obviously, in every game that we play. Um and in all the finals we have played in, you know, some of them have been very close. But unfortunately, we just haven't been able to get over the line, as it were, you know. Bill? Yeah, Steve, it's, it's a funny thing with Lorraine. It's a tiny little hamlet, really. And you've had golden periods, like the times when, you know, you had uh, Di Jones and Chris Williams and Larder and us. Then you boys came in and it was you and Bucks and Rob Williams. <coughs> but you must be Chuck Fraser was saying about you didn't score many runs on the weekend. Which prevented me from saying it, sadly, because I like to keep you on your toes. But you must be just as thrilled now because around the corner there's another group coming. I mean, when you think, Fraze, you know, he's Finley, uh, Steve's young boy, how old is he? 14. 14, he took two for 36 in the first division on Sunday. Yeah. It's, it's just unheard of. Yeah. In my day, nobody of 14 would play like that. And if you look now, you've got a few boys like that, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, like I think in our, most weeks in our seconds, we've got uh, probably six bodies under 15s, six under 15s playing, you know, with a few old wise old heads, which help them along. Um, it's just, you know, it's really good for them boys mm-hmm. to have that experience at senior cricket at such a young age, because I think everyone knows that the first, the first couple of years you play as a senior, it's really difficult to make that transition. Oh, yeah. So for, for me, the sort of the sooner they do it, and... You know, we've got people like, like Chiefy's back playing for our seconds, which is huge for him, you know. Um, mm. um, and people like Andrew Cole steps in whenever we're short, to be fair to him. And it's just all really positive for the kids. Um, yeah. yeah, Curtis Marsh is really batting well at the moment, Steve. So if he can uh, put his uh, game together again against, uh, you know, in the Dougie Murray's, uh, Morris semi-final, and you actually chip in with a few runs, I think <laughs> you could actually go on and win it, Steve. What's your thoughts? Well, well... Obviously, you know, I'm not going to say we're ridiculously confident. We're a confident group of boys at the moment. Yeah. Um, we were playing well, obviously. Curtis is playing out of his skin. He's in a golden period. And, and it's no more than he deserves because he works unbelievably hard and he's so single-minded. Um, he just wants to be out and involved in the game all the time, you know. So it's, i got nothing but praise for the lad there. He's been brilliant since he's come down to us and is doing a sterling job. Hopefully, I will be able to chip in a little bit as well and help him out. Um but you know, we're just looking forward to it. Langham are a very good side. They're a dangerous side, as we as we all know. Yeah. Um, they pushed Cresselli very, very hard last week. Mm-hmm. 
um, and just hopefully, I, I think that in our own belief, we just believe that if if we play as well as we can, then we can sort of give anyone a game, uh, and that's all we can hope for, you know. Yeah, Bill. I think it's worth saying the big change at the moment, Steve, is in the past going back to that again. Like when we were playing, we knew if we got the first six wickets out against Lorraine, we'd win because they were you know it was a team of six. Very good batsman, and that are Owen Williams bowling, and the others were boys who were there because they lived in the village. And if you look now, you look at that side through the batting when Joe Kidney's come there. You've got Kyle uh, Marsh as well as yeah, Curtis. Yeah. You, Ryan Ryan Morton must be one of the most improved all rounders in the county by miles. He's scoring hundred fifty nine last week, three wickets. He's hundred percent. And if you look at your team now, there is no weakness. You and Nayland, to me. Are the top two sides deservedly now, and and you you have got a very strong all round team, haven't you? Yeah, we have got a very strong all round team. Um, I did just want to mention Joe really because I think that he is just um, everything. He, he is the ideal man to lead us. He's very calm. He's fantastic for the club, and he, he actually bowled on Saturday, and, mm. and unfortunately got Dan well Dan Sutton. I thought he was going to cry because Joe had him out. Um, it was a bit of a tragedy for him. <laughs> but we nearly cried as well. But um, but yeah, he's a fantastic bloke. He's a great leader and he's a great guy. And he's he, he sort of he's everything that Lorraine is, if you like. Um, you know, we're, we're not we're not ridiculously serious on the field. We try our hardest, like I said. But he's he's just great for the club. When you young guys like Ryan, you know, even like Tom Cole chips in. Yeah, starting to chip in now every week. Uh, yeah, Ryan is probably the most improved all rounder, if not you know up there with being the best all rounders in the county at the moment. Um, and he's playing really well. Fraser, final question because I know Steve has got to be away for his next meeting at nine o'clock. He's a busy man. <laughs> yeah, Steve, just interested in your view quickly. Obviously, as someone who's, who's played league season after league season for so long, now we have got this win lose format. First time Pembrokeshire cricket. I, I think I've seen a little difference in the game that I've been involved in. Have you seen that in Division One? Do you think there's a different mentality to teams going out batting second now, uh, and maybe a different yep. mentality to captains at the toss as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there probably is. There was there was a little period yesterday against Kiru where I think we were about hundred just over a hundred for about five or something. Mm-hmm. And there was a point where in another season, or you know, it might have been a case of well, should we just try and get to one seventy and get all our points? Yeah. Or instead of the you've just got to keep going. Mm. Uh, maybe a little bit different for us because obviously we're on a little high and Curtis yeah. is going well. But on a normal season it might be a little bit well, let's just, you know, Drop out. Go a little bit conservatively. Yeah, I, I just think it's really positive. Um, you know, hopefully we can bring coloured clothing in soon as well. <laughs> that would be lovely um, to see. And um, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, just yeah, all really positive, all really good. So it's it's great to hear, and it's really good to hear how you how you're giving youngsters the chance to play senior cricket as well. That, that just bodes well for the future of the game in Lorraine and in Pembrokeshire. Steve, thank you very much for being with us on the show this evening. We really thank appreciate you your time. Good luck, Cheers, Steve. Excellent stuff. And good luck as well. Good luck as well to Lorraine uh, with that Dougie Morris semi-final to come, of course, on Thursday. Let's hope that that goes well. But once again, the, the show has absolutely flown by uh, today. Just to, to say, in the Pembrokeshire Cricket League, uh, in Division 1, after, well, we're at the halfway point, Nayland top the table, 10 points clear from Cresselli, who are second, no, and Lorraine no, in no, third, no, having no, played no, a couple no. more. Update. No, Nayland are top, two points ahead of 
Lorraine because those games weren't mm. you know they came in hand from Sunday yeah. yes. ah. yeah, come on will you uh, not updated not updated on the on the on the county uh, website go on the county website go on Pembrokeshiresport.com I tell you one thing <laughs> after years of stick at the age of 37 I've just bought my first cricket jumper white one very proud of it and he's suggesting coloured clothing <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like no, the sound of coloured clothing, in, no. in the, especially in, especially in some of the midweek cup competitions. White, no. dig, dig out grass-stained white. White for the white for the weekend. White for the weekend. Coloured clothing midweek. I think that's a quite a good idea, actually. No, 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 no we're not rising to that one. No, like I said, I've only yeah. just got a white I, jumper. I and you get used to that first. But... <laughs> Uh, that's good stuff and we will actually I think maybe towards the end of the season have, have a, a proper look back on on the change of format and then and the win-lose format mm. that's come in it's, it's good to talk about that each week but a, a view on on how that's gone I think would also be be interesting we'll pick that up towards the, the back end of the of the season I think so uh, the show has flown by thank you to Steve for being with us say so good luck to Lorraine with their Dougie Morris semi-final to come on Thursday uh, let's finish with some football shall we um, predictions for tomorrow night then Bill Kahn England Germany oh, <laughs> two, two, one, two. You heard? Fraser Watson. <sighs> two one England. I, I never believed you, Bill. I knew. Two one England. But if, yeah, it goes to, if it goes to penalties, I'm going Germany. It'll be close. It'll go either way. Oh come on! Oh, I'm going to say. Okay, just give, give us a prediction. Then. I'm only come winding on. you all up, and you're all biting. Germany two one. <laughs> I said that. Germany's well, win 2 1. No, I'll change it, Bill. I say England 2 1. <laughs> we just got a bit of reaction here. I'm going to well. Michael, Michael Harris, upset that you've just said uh, good luck to Lorraine. He said, come on the three sandwiches, yeah. which is Langham. And uh, James Hall. Yeah, colored, well, good luck to both James, sides. James yeah, Hall, coloured colored clothing sounds great, says James Hall. <laughs> uh, what would James I, I think I'm onto something there. I've got to tell you, what would James Hall know? Nothing about football. Stick the jack darts, Holly. And. I think I think we might have touched on something there. Well, that's something else we can pick up at the, at the end of the season. I, I thought we, we were making a prediction um, England, for the England Germany game. I don't know. Yeah, we got sabotaged. I'm, Gordon, I'm trying. I've been trying to give my prediction for the last minute. Go on, then, England ben. two, Come Germany on, ben, one. Have it. England two, Germany one will be my prediction. That's, for that's what I just said. And Fraser. Yeah, well, it's going to be close. There's no doubt about it. Um, listen, enjoyed your company this evening, chaps. Thank you ever so much. All the videos stay up on the uh, Pure West Radio Facebook page. Of course, the show's back again uh, next week. And on the way, after the latest news at nine o'clock, it's back to back with Steve Parsons and Ronnie J on Pure West. From Kilgetty to Kilpayson for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio News. I am Charlie James and here's the latest for Pembrokeshire. There have been 44 new coronavirus cases recorded in the Heweldar Health Board area according to yesterday's figures. Public Health Wales data showed there were